Welcome to The Daily Drive, a podcast from Ford Driving Skills for Life that delves into teen driving safety tips and instruction. This podcast will also highlight community awareness campaign ideas and personal stories of tragedy that have led to advocacy. We'll have conversations with the people who work to keep teens safe on the road every day. People like traffic safety experts, parents, teens, and professional driving instructors. And with that, I'll turn it over to professional race car driver and the lead for Driving Skills for Life driving instructor, Mike Speck. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of The Daily Drive presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Speck, and we've got a terrific guest for you today. His name is Andy Pilgrim. Andy is truly a professional race car driver. He has five championships and 70 wins to his credit. He's also founder of the Traffic Safety Education Foundation. He's spoken to parents and teens about safe driving for over 25 years. Uh, Andy is also recipient of the Ford Driving Skills for Life Unsung Heroes of Highway Safety Award. Uh, and just on a personal note, uh, Andy's always been one of my heroes. As a driver coming up, I always thought that Andy personified everything that a professional race car driver should be. So I'm really excited to interview him. And he is up next on The Daily Drive. Andy, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for the very kind introduction. Yeah, you bet. You bet. It's my pleasure. And uh, I know you came off of a super busy day. Uh, I follow you on Facebook and I see those occasional posts. And when they come up, you've always been doing something just flat out for months at a time. So I know you're you're motivated uh, and, and definitely doing a good job out there. So let's just let's just break into this. What is the mission of the Traffic Safety Education Foundation? Well, it, it's a it's a combination of things, Mike, um, because it started way back in the mid 90s when I decided that my little computer consulting business was doing well and I was still working on my racing career to get that started. And it was started to go well, too. And uh, my mom was always a give back person and my godmother. Um, I used to be able to go and play soccer with my friends in England when I, once one Saturday or Sunday. And uh, my mom would say, we've got to go help people on the day you don't play. So pick the day you want to play with your friends. I didn't like it much when I was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, but it stuck. So when things seemed to be going well, I said, you know what, it's time to give back. And traffic safety came up. And it really took me probably, it, it wasn't like an everyday thing, as you can imagine. I, went, I started speaking at schools, started speaking to driver education teachers. And over a period of years, I realized that it's the parents that have the biggest part to play in this. And in many cases, uh, they don't realize it until it's it's way too late. And so I got onto this area with talking to parents and explaining that essentially when they start, when they turn the child safety seat around to face front, that's when the, your child is starting to pay attention to your driving habits and behaviors. So it's a, I still do things for driver education teachers. I just finished a new traffic safety video for them. But I also have videos for parents with children of newborns, parents of children with seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 12, and obviously for those that are teaching their child to drive. So, 
So everyone has an idea on what distracted driving is. I think people kind of limit themselves, though, on, on what they feel distracted driving is. How would, how would you define it? Essentially, anything that takes your eyes or your mind or maybe your hands, if you're holding something, away from the task of driving. So it's, it can be multiple things. I mean, if you're holding a phone and you're talking to a phone, essentially, you're physically distracted you're, you're visually distracted and you're mentally distracted. Um, so there's a lot of different distractions, uh, but essentially anything that takes our mind off the task of driving, looking in those mirrors, looking out front, scanning around situational awareness, that takes full attention. Um, I may be a professional race car driver, but I cannot, I cannot even dream of messing with my phone when I drive on the street because essentially I need to see those people that are messing with their phones before they get my space, right? So I have to pay 100% because I know virtually everyone around me is not. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I live in Los Angeles and typically uh, traffic density is extremely high. It's been light recently sure. for obvious reasons, but typically it's very, very heavy, slow speeds. And with those slow speeds, you, let, you see a lot of people uh, bring their phones out. What has fueled this passion to uh, to help teens and parents to teach their teens? Well, uh, it goes back to when I was younger, the give back. My mom yeah. always said, we, there are many people who are gonna need a helping hand in life. Uh, we weren't, we didn't have any money at all. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we, we had a house and we had some food on the table, but we weren't rich people at all. Um, and I think it stuck there. And then essentially I wanted to give back but also I saw just such a lack of understanding of how to drive in young people when I started going to the high schools. And you can't blame the driver ed teachers because essentially they only get the kids sometimes for three or four, six hours. It's impossible to think that they can do that. And then the driving test I learned is essentially a joke. Every state, it doesn't matter what state you live in, the driving test is a joke compared to other countries, even developing countries, our driving test is a joke. So I thought, you know what? Seeing as this is the reality, and I'm not going to try and change the driving test, I could take the rest of my life, I'm going to do things to help parents understand that if they understand as their kids are younger, that they need to be the driver education teacher every time the kid's in the car, especially when they're younger. And, and these things I learned as I went along, because if you talk to parents of five to seven-year-olds about dangers to their children, oh boy, do they pay attention. If you talk to a room of parents of 15 or 16 year olds, they like, why are you talking to me? I haven't spoken to like five years, you know, ever since, you know, it, it's just, we don't have a good relationship. And now they're telling me I should teach my kid to drive. Uh, he's either going to kill me or I'm going to kill him. You know, it's not going to be good. So if it starts earlier, so I'm a very lateral thinker. My background is IT and an education sense. And my early career, I wasn't a race car driver until I was 27 years old. And, you know, I still had a company up until three years ago, an IT company. So I think laterally. And so, okay, I get it. So let's hit the parents when the kids are younger. And I find that they, they are much more interested in the information earlier. And if they do that, start that earlier, the children learn earlier because there's a lot of child psychology stuff that also I had to research. And essentially parents need to understand that the brain growth spurts are a big part of this. When we have a first brain growth spurt, it, you're about three years old. And the second one is around puberty. We don't get any more. And what the, the real smart people that do psychology and these lectures that I've listened to, 
they will tell me between the three and the puberty is when whatever's learned by the children ends up being fixed. After puberty, it's basically intervention. And so what they see from that back seat between three and puberty ends up being fixed. And once parents understand that with a young child, they do change their behaviors. I have got hundreds and hundreds of emails from parents that have basically said, I'm changed the way I've driven driving with my child in the car early. And I've heard from the kids as well, because you know, the parents may not tell you the truth all the time, right? But the kids never lie about their parents, right? They'll rat their parents out all the time. So essentially the kids will tell me, yeah, they've changed. They're not tensing anymore. They're, 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 they're paying attention to driving. They're, they're telling me to help them uh, look out for this, look out for that. You know, there's more communication about driving with the kids being younger. It's a very lateral or different way to do it, but um, uh, it's, it's, it's getting a lot of uh, interest from parents, which is great. And parents with kids younger, when they're never even usually thinking about driver education, but once they start realizing, you know what, I don't want to endanger my kid for when they're 15, I'm going to start now. And then maybe it'll stick. And that's the deal. It's different. Yeah. That, that sense of leading by example, I, I suppose in many ways it boils down to that is, is absolutely. Oh, 100%. And I've got PSAs that show it. We interviewed nine, 10, 11 year olds on a, for a PSA with the parents standing there with their permission. Oh boy, did these kids rat their parents out. And the parents are just standing there like, oh my goodness, this is going to be terrible. You know, it's almost like we had to change the names of the parents to save the, save the parents. <laughs> But it was, it was, uh, it, it was interesting. It's been very, it's been very interesting, Mike. Yeah. So, what resources does the Traffic Safety Education Foundation have for parents or or for teens that can help them in this process? Well, we've redone uh, the website over the last uh, twelve months. Uh, got a great IT guy that works with me on the on the on the website. Everything on the website is there for driver ed teachers, corporate people that want to, because that's the, the next thing that I'm on about is corporate stuff, because that's where I've ended up going. I can talk about that in a minute. But um, everything on the website is for free. All the videos that I have are on the website and downloadable and viewable for free, every chapter uh, with menus. So the parents can go in there and see what they need. Driver ed teachers can go in there. Students, driver ed students can go in there and corporate like safety officers go in there as well. So all of that is free at tsef.org. And uh, also I have DVDs and I get requests for DVDs every day. It's usually driver ed teachers. Um, and people go, why are you still making DVDs? Because it does cost quite a bit of money to still make DVDs. But I still find 75 to 80% of all the driver ed teachers that I give stuff to, of which we're talking tens of thousands of them are using my DVDs, they still want physical DVDs. So I still make them for the driver ed teachers. And parents can have them too if they want DVDs. And I give them away. Again, it's no cost, not even postage. You, you send a, a request for DVDs to me, I will send them to you. As long as I have money in my little foundation, as long as I have money for postage, I've got the DVDs and I'll send them to you. Fantastic. So let's uh, change gears, so to speak, for a second. Uh, you've had an incredible racing career. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you, going back in your memory, do you have a, a race that sticks out in your mind as, let's say, your favorite, one that uh, really impacted you in a good way? 
There's a lot of good ones. I mean, championship winning races, races, big race of wins. I, I've been very fortunate to win a lot of big races and, and several championships. And I think the race with Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jr. has stood out because of all the interest that that's had. It was a great experience to meet Dale and Dale Jr., get to know both of them, get to know Dale uh, Biggie better than Jr., uh, <laughs> Bill, I still text Junior. We still we're still talking, and and which is wonderful. Um, but I think the memories from that race are very very special for numerous reasons, uh, with being the Daytona 24 hour race, and of course, sadly, just literally two weeks after that race, uh, Dale passed away in the Daytona 500. But all everything around that race was very very special. Yeah. So the 24 hour races, we know that we have multiple drivers in cars and we know that it's, it's mistakes. People end up uh, beating themselves in, in those races oh, a lot. It's absolutely. the, right, yes. the drivers that make the fewest mistakes. So can you speak to that a little bit? What is it that makes a good race driver for a 24 hour race? And there are there qualities that that driver has that may translate to being a successful street driver? We've talked a little bit about situational awareness and concentration and eye scanning. Those things make great race car drivers. It's and also adding on to that is the consistency. Um, we cannot let our guard down. We cannot let our guard down on the street. We cannot let our guard down on the racetrack. I mean, I know people that got distracted with a radio or a water bottle in a race during a full course yellow and looked down for a second to grab the water bottle that moved and then crashed into the back of the car in front during the race, during a full course yellow, which as you know, that's grounds for being thrown out of the race during the race. I mean, it's one of the most embarrassing things, but as good as we are as race car drivers, and you, you well know, Mike, because you were a very good race car driver yourself, you, you're in that zone you're looking at everything, you almost telepathically see what's going on, but your concentration is 100%, which I think is why I got into distracted driving because uh, area of education, because on the street, it was so obvious to me when people were distracted. And it's not a question of if, it's only when it all goes terribly wrong. And so many times it might be a parent with a young child in the car that's not belted, or the parent is on the phone and there's children in the car and you got, you you can't interact, you know, it, it's, it's impossible because people have to live their own lives, but you feel very sad for the potential downside, of course, and also for those children because they're not gonna know any different because children, especially young children, follow what the parents do. They follow instinctively because that's how they learn. You, you, you're the person that feeds me, you're the person that had me, you're my mom and dad, and if you drive this way, obviously it's okay. And it's, yeah. um, it's sad. It's just a bit of re-education. You know, they don't put their hand on a hot stove. They know that from their parents too. You know, it's one of those things. There's a huge downside to driving. And especially with the world at the moment, with the virus and things, um, it, it's so important that we understand these things as we go along because it's not going to get any easier. We're going to be more distracted as we know there are more things going on in the world that aren't necessarily great. Andy, I know you're a busy guy. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. I, I wish you well, okay? Stay safe and healthy. Mike, thank you so much. My pleasure, bud. My pleasure. Great to Andy, speak to you again. Take care. All right, everybody. So uh, that was another segment 
of the Daily Drive. So what is the Daily Drive about? Well, we're part of the educational umbrella that we call the Ford Driving Skills for Life program. And our goal is to try to help teens to become safer drivers, help educators to teach better in terms of driving, and to help parents become better teachers of their kids as well. Is there more information? As a matter of fact, there is. If you go to our website, at www.drivingskillsforlife.com. You can go check out our academy. And on that academy, there are a series of videos with several instructors from our hands-on programs that will give you helpful tips on how to be a safer driver. Look, a lot of this has to do with behavior. And you could hear from Andy, it's not just the teen driver behavior. It's the behavior of the parent teaching the teen and it starts early. So let's start with those good examples, everybody. This is Mike Speck for The Daily Drive signing off. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Ford Driving Skills for Life, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ford DSFL. You can find a video version of this podcast on our Facebook page or on YouTube. We hope you'll tune in again to this podcast for news you can use to keep teen drivers safe on the road. <laughs>